Hi, I'm Lee Pearson and I'll be competing my horse at the Para European Dressage Championships 2015. Um, how's it been going the last few weeks and months? Well, preparation for Zeon is really careful actually. He's such a lovely horse. Um, but I'm always aware of not doing too much with him because he's very talented, but, but at the same time he only has to do the para uh, job, which is walk and trot for him uh, with some extensions and some lateral work in the freestyle. I try to not, not drill him to, to kind of advance him, so I, I, I more play a preserving training role with him and not um, having peak too, too many times for too long because obviously we've had selection process up to here, which kind of starts at the end of 2014 through to the Harpy International is where we get selected so trying to have him getting good scores to be selected but not peak too soon is a little bit of a juggling act and um, so serious training still hasn't actually started I'll start getting him a little bit fitter doing a little bit more with him over these next couple of weeks uh, I mean just loads of hacking um, because I have no facilities at home I don't even have an I don't have an arena, um, so when it's dry, we go in the fields and do some schooling, uh, or, or, we, or we do loads of hacking. But obviously, the level of competition now within power equestrian is so high that um, we now have to get in the arena and fine tune everything. Because sometimes we get amazing movement and amazing soft through in front of the leg horse on a lane at home, but then recreating it in the arena and Zion goes. Dad, it's just an arena. You don't really want all those ingredients, do you? I'm like, yes, I do. So that's causing a little bit of shock factor with Zion. He goes, really? Really? But um, he's, a, he's a right dude. He's a real dude. And uh, he usually always tries his hard, hardest. So um, just build up to the Europeans, but obviously wrap him in cotton wool that he doesn't break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Europeans, what do you, how do you feel about them as, a, as a, um, an event anyway? We've, we've seen the ponies do incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, we've seen cars. Charlotte et al doing incredibly well um, and and um, and now you guys it, mm. what but it's in Deauville not yeah. Arc so what talk me through the kind of the atmosphere and how the crowds are and what you know how what kind of an event it is um out of our major championships, obviously the Europeans is, is the is the smallest one really. The World Equestrian Games, we we we're competing parallel to able-bodied people, um, and uh, the Paralympics is massive. Uh, uh, and obviously being a part of the Paralympic sport, that's really really good. Uh, we weren't part parallel with the able-bodied at Arkham, which is a shame. So we've got our own championships in Deville. I don't know what the audiences will be like. To me. To, to help my nerves I hope there's not many people in the audience and I hope it feels like an international because I do suffer with nerves and there's, there's only so so much adrenaline up and down that an old man like myself can, can deal with so less is more in one way uh, it would have been great to be in that Arkan arena ride across the grass and do that uh, um, be in that fabulous arena because Deville uh, very grateful for, for them taking our European championships on but it's, we're in an indoor arena and it's not that horse friendly it's a very sunken arena uh, so I hope that uh, Zeon's got his spooky month out of the way and can concentrate on the job in hand um, yeah because how does that go because at Hartbury there's an indoor arena and some of the things some of the mm. ways that the horses couldn't kind of think oh I'm not yeah, entirely well, it, sure I know about this definitely it's similar to Hartbury but more enclosed <laughs> so literally probably from the dressage boards to the wall there's probably only six foot 
and there's like cafe um, then grandstands that go up even higher so you feel like you're in the lion's den literally I went to, to watch and support and take a, a, a rider that I'm mentoring Emily uh, Murdoch for her classification to find out what, what grade she would compete in internationally and we watched and so many horses were spooking so it's a shame that they put the lower grades indoors because for me Rio is going to be outdoors the Paralympics is always outdoors and it would have been a great opportunity for people to see how their horses were going to react outdoors uh, the only opportunity we really get is Hickstead uh, our national championships um, which are obviously outdoors so uh, interesting but I don't think a, a good reflection of how things will be in Rio which is a shame when you talk about nerves yeah. I mean your, your experience and everything that you, you know you, you, you're a massive name and not that that obviously brings that helps with the nerves at all but your no. experience and the years that you, you've had in this sport that's in really interesting that you you say that is it something that you work with sort of psychologists yep. about and all that kind of stuff Cause it's, yeah not we don't nag on about it. we don't no. we don't uh, every squad training we don't like like let's drill Lee's brain oh, so we, so he can so he can get less nervous um, I just have uh, tactics in place there was a funny story when I, once I uh, I used to think that I should be supportive of my staff and my grooms and my carers and be at my horse if they wanted a brush passing or a sponge passing or stood there holding platinum bands so I explained uh, to the psychologist Joss about my nerves and basically she said what's actually happening and it was the days of Blue Circle Boy is um, in your head you're doing these physical things that your staff are doing and in your head time goes a lot faster than actual real time so then when you get on Blue Circle Boy you would also shorten the warming up plan because in your head you've already done it like an unconsciously already done it so I'd get on him and expect him to move like a Grand Prix horse he did do and get to kind of train at Grand Prix and uh, not miss out but shorten the warming up plan so they said right don't stay around the stables just walk around the corner don't give your body and mind time to produce adrenaline just get on your horse and I said oh well, I'm going to have to break this to the staff so we had a staff meeting and uh, I said guys I've got some what I think is not very nice news to tell you. I'm not going to be able to be around the stables when you're preparing my horses anymore. And they went, thank goodness for that. You were just an <laughs> absolute... They've been trying to find a way yeah, to tell you. to get rid of me. You're an absolute pain in the butt. You always go, has this been done? Has this been done? When you're doing that, why haven't you done that? They said, please, just stay away. So that's what I do. And I don't produce as much adrenaline. I arrive to get changed 10 minutes before the get-on time. And uh, my competition groom, Jane Lees, if I was late, I would be castrated. And I jump on my horse and I warm it up. And then I get less nerves. Uh, I try not to watch fellow competitors um, because that, they all look amazing. And I just think, I might have been doing it for years and got all those gongs, but I still feel like a farmer's son having a go at dressage. I don't feel like I actually know quite. <laughs> what everyone else seems to know when the horses are floating around the arena looking so soft I think that is just horses they make you feel on top of the world one minute and that's usually in the field when nobody's watching and then the next minute they remind you that they're normally in control and make more of the decisions than we do well 
Good luck. How are you going to travel down? How you? How does um, your horse travel down, and how does everybody else? Because that's a, that's another factor, yeah, is it? Yeah, we generally meet up at Kent, and uh, our lorry driver Mark takes the whole team over. And Zion travels brilliantly, to be fair, and and actually at competitions, he sleeps all day. He's like kind of just the perfect horse for Jane for Jane to look after. And he's so laid back, being got ready, and he warms up really laid back. And then I half halt him and I put my leg on, and he just turns into what I imagined Vallegro to feel like. <laughs> and I get my my little Vallegro, and he's 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 literally kind of powers up. It's it's maintaining the softness with Zion whilst 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 uh, having the power. Um, but he's he's generally such a good boy. He's so so easy. And can you believe that it's been? We're looking at next year as well. Can yeah. you believe? How much time is how time has flown since 2012? It's completely unbelievable. But this sport has gone keep, keeps on going from strength to strength, yeah. doesn't it? With with all of you guys, it's just incredible, and it's so so good. So, certainly with such good news from the Pony team, yeah. and it was it's really good that it's still keeping on that momentum. I, I think for the Paralympians that have been successful since before I started in 1996, I think our and then I started in 1998, went to the Worlds 1999, went to Sydney 2000. I think our lives have gone in four year cycles when everyone else has gone in one year cycles since since then really and I think we've certainly done our bit to contribute towards equestrianers at Howell and uh, the funding that we receive from the National Lottery and the support that we receive from the British Equestrian Federation I think we've certainly paid our, our dues in that scenario but I think since London 2012 when David Body kind of came up with the goods I think that's just been brilliant for everybody and in, in all equestrian sports it's just dragged everybody kind of up to, up to para level to your up to para level they followed your lead yeah well, yes, and uh, and that's but that's been great for us because there's more more professional riders out there. Even and obviously grassroots is more people at grassroots. There's more horses available for us to possibly loan, lease, and buy as well. So I think everybody's just just kind of supported everybody since London. But the success of the able-bodied, yeah, kind of put. Uh, able-bodied dressage and a question questionism more on the map, and and I think that's been 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 amazing. We've just now got to come up with goods all the disciplines next year. Do you see more talent coming through as well? You mentioned mentoring as well. Yeah. Do you see do you see the the new blood coming through as well? I've just done um, Bishop Burton International, and um, I I didn't recognise probably a third of the new riders. I was like, hello, who are you? And and that is great because you don't have a. I always said it's like a pyramid. You don't have the top riders if you haven't got grassroots level riders and systems in place. And, and I've always, up to maybe the last couple of years, been a bit like confused of why is an up-and-coming rider get so much support when you're a top rider? And sometimes you might get support, but you perhaps could have more support. And, and, and now, as you mature and you realise, no, for, for sport and, and a team to stay at the top, you have to look after the the, the young ones um, coming up, really. And do you? I don't want to sort of write you off and retire you off before you're ready. Yeah. But do you? I mean, it would be unrealistic to not look at what you would do in the future. Is is that sort of framing your future and, and you think about that in the in the you know, years to come? Yeah, I think. Our sport is very strange that somebody could retire in their 30s, but generally we, we, 
You keep on you going. You're a hardy yeah, you, bunch. You just keep on going. Yeah, my body lately is going. Maybe it's giving me some aches, pains, and twitches. And I think I'll keep riding for as long as I'm realistically enjoying it. Uh, I'm quite lucky that, as well as the training side of it, which I love. I love people, and I love training. I love passing on knowledge, and uh, and and that is as important for me as riding. But uh, I've kind of got. Because the the media side of things, uh, I think I don't know why they like my personality, and probably many other people would say, God knows why they like your personality. But I don't know if it's because I'm blunt, cheeky. Uh, I don't know, but I, I the, think that's pretty much it. Is yeah. that it? Yeah. Is yeah. that it? So um, there may be more opportunities. People like given. honesty, blunt honesty. That's it. You yeah. don't sugarcoat it, really. No, I don't really. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, um, there might be more media opportunities and I, I love people as well so I'm, I, uh, at the moment generally I'm in front of the camera doing things like flock stars uh, the sheepdog trialling and come dine with me and things like that but I'd love to actually be, be behind the camera at one stage or another because yeah I'm as cheeky asking questions as I am answering them watch this space <laughs>